Today's episode is brought to you by CBDMD. Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but don't worry because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep you deserve. CBDPM blends melatonin and other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, a Friday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group, joining you live on the Locker Room app. Steph Curry was named to his seventh All-Star game last night, and the Warriors will need him to keep playing at that level if they're going to, again, compete for championships. And he's playing at that level now. He's playing at an MVP level. But none of his teammates are going to be joining him for this scaled-down All-Star event in Atlanta happening in March. But if the Warriors really want to compete again for championships, be considered, again, a title contender, they'll need someone else to play at an All-Star level besides just Steph Curry. And so I'm going to break down some of the most likely candidates to become the Warriors' next All-Star. Again, you could join the conversation by requesting to speak here on the Locker Room app. I want to start with Draymond Green. That's the obvious place because, number one, he's healthy, and he's the last Warriors player who is healthy to have made an All-Star game. He's a three-time All-Star. He made it each year from 2016 to 2018. But it's been a minute since Draymond Green has been named an All-Star, and he was really an All-Star at the height of those great Warriors dynasty teams. I don't think that Draymond Green will ever make another All-Star team again. Now, that's not to say that he's not important and that he can't be tremendously impactful to the Warriors. But we're seeing right now, even with Steph Curry playing at an MVP level, the best basketball he's ever played, and Draymond Green being as important as he's ever been and being extremely impactful on both ends of the court, offense and defense, he's still not quite an All-Star And the Warriors are not quite title contenders or even in the upper echelon of the Western Conference. And so it's going to take more than that for the Warriors to truly become contenders again in the West. It's going to be more than just Steph Curry playing at an MVP level and Draymond Green playing a great two-way basketball. So I don't think Draymond Green will ever make another All-Star game. He's pretty much shown an aversion to scoring. He may not even average double-digit scoring figures ever again in his career. He just seems really content at averaging, you know, seven, seven, and seven for the rest of his career, which is fine. He could do that. But the Warriors are going to need more. They need more consistent production. And the guy who's given them the most consistent production this year is probably Andrew Wiggins from a scoring standpoint. Um, Averaging about 18 points per game, the most efficient shooting numbers of his career. He's enjoying a career renaissance, no doubt. Not quite yet at the level of an all-star Uh, The Warriors campaigned for Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins this year. Neither of them had realistic opportunities. Steph Curry is going to be their lone all-star this year. Andrew Wiggins, I think he could get there. I mean, he's 25 years old. Not this year, but he's 25 years old. And if the efficient shooting stays where it's at, and when Klay Thompson comes back next year, who we'll get to in a second, that's only going to help Andrew Wiggins. And I wonder if he'll have even more openings in the – in this, in this offense. It's going to be tough. Again, 18 points per game there, about 
uh, this season on efficient shooting numbers. He probably needs to get closer to 24 points per game to be a realistic all-star caliber type of player, a real in real consideration to make an all-star game, to really get some votes. And by the way, he's probably going to have to do that for a couple of years. It's not going to be in, at least because there's so much uh, – there's, there's such a bad reputation associated with Andrew Wiggins. He disappointed so much as a former number one pick in Minnesota. He was always bad defensively, always an inconsistent shooter and scorer and all these things. And so he's going to have to – it's going to take years for him to shed that reputation. Now, being on a winning team would obviously help that, right? If he is the second or third most important scorer on a team that's within the top three or four of the Western Conference, that does a lot to shed that kind of reputation. You could do it quickly in that type of scenario, which is part and parcel of what we're talking about here, right? For the Warriors to do something like that, it would take Andrew Wiggins having an all-star caliber campaign. Now, still, even if that were so – just the way that voters work because that because 50% of this thing is fan vote, 25% media, 25% coaches, coaches uh, determine the reserves because of all that. I do. I'm speculative. I wonder, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical if Andrew Wiggins could even ever make an all-star game. He'll never make it as a starter, but to make it as a reserve in the West, he's going to have to win over the coaches not the fans, not even the media. And the coaches tend to give these people a little bit more leeway, right? They're not, they're not so connected to you know, past reputations and things like that. So I think Wiggins could make it. But it, again, the big if with him is getting to that 24 points per game on efficient shooting type of metrics and continuing to play as well as he has defensively so that he is popping out on film when opposing coaches are scouting the Warriors. Um, so that's that's basically the two healthy guys that were in contention, Draymond Green and uh, Andrew Wiggins. Tez writes in, uh, once Clay's back, this team will be way better, and then that will make the ball rolling for Andrew more better. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. I think that when Clay gets back, it's going to help Andrew Wiggins, and he could potentially get there. Now, I think Andrew Wiggins actually, while we're on this subject, has a better opportunity of making an all-defensive team, an all-NBA you know, uh, uh, all defensive team than making an all-star game at this point. Um, there's plenty of spots, number one. And the way that he's playing defense right now is of an all-NBA level. And I will tell you this. I'm not sure who among the Warriors beat writers gets the, uh, the all-NBA ballot this year. They haven't told us yet. But if it's mine, if, I, if, if I'm filling out the ballot, then I will strongly consider putting Wiggins on my All-NBA team. And if I were filling out that ballot right now, he would be on that All-NBA team. He would be on that All-NBA team. Let's talk about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only when you sign up using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Let's talk about Clay Thompson. Six-time, or I'm sorry, five-time All-Star. He made it between 2014 and 2019. Abdul, what do you think about Clay's chances to make another All-Star game in his career coming off of not one, but two major lower body, inj- uh, lower body injuries now? Uh, I think Clay's, Thompson's game isn't really about like athleticism. So it would hurt him, but I don't know how much. Mm-hmm. No, and, and yeah, go ahead. And since Kevin Durant is no longer there, it's more opportunity mm-hmm. to have the ball. So I expect him to put up like similar numbers to what he did before he got injured in the regular season. And so what he got injured is gonna like uh, decrease his game, but the fact that there's more opportunity is gonna make it go up. So you know, it's like a balance. I, I look. I think Clay needs to come back at about ninety percent of what he was before. Not only just the the ACL tear, but also this Achilles injury and. And I don't know if that'll be one or two years. I wrote recently, it usually takes guys two years to fully bounce back. Um, but the, what Kevin Durant is doing right now for Brooklyn has to be so reassuring for Clay Thompson and to Warriors fans. Um, I think Clay, if he comes back at 90%, and to your point, I, do, I think if he averages right about what he was doing before, it's like 20 points per game on efficient shooting, especially from three-point range. Um, there's going to be some rebounding, some playmaking, uh, and, and stuff like that. And he's got, obviously, uh, the goodwill of fans, coaches, you know, other players in the league. He's, he's beloved by the NBA on all fronts. So that's also going to help Clay Thompson as well with just his, his overall popularity. Um, I'm a little – but if, he, if he's not – if he's anything less than 90% and if that, that shooting doesn't really come back and if, that, if all he is is basically – J.J. Redick when he comes back and he's not the defender that he was and he's not having the tremendous two-way impact that he was having, then I am a little skeptical that Clay Thompson can come back. I mean, he's, gonna, he's lost two years of his prime. We don't really know what it is he's going to look like when he comes back. The three-point shooting, like you said, should be there. And, and I, I think of the three players we've already talked about, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and Clay Thompson, he has the best chance of being the Warriors' next All-Star mm-hmm. um, outside of Steph Curry. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to call it a sure thing because other players in the Western Conference are get, are are sort of leaping him. I mean, Devin Booker is going to be making his first All Star game, if not this year, then certainly next year. Yeah, um, Chris, Paul is, game. Chris Paul is still, um, you know, in the Western Conference. I think uh, you know you've got Zion Williamson, you've got Ja Morant, you've got other type of players um, who could potentially leapfrog Clay Thompson. How many uh, players make it? It's five. It, it's five starters and then uh, seven the reserves. Oh, for the guards, so you got two starting guards, two reserve guards, and then you have two wild cards in each conference, and those wild cards could be of any position. So you have a maximum of six guards and a minimum of four. And I so, do wonder, because Clay Thompson's one of these players who, like the NBA – plays with its positions. I wonder if Clay Thompson plays enough forward if you'd be able to vote him in as a forward potentially. So, the, you know, guys like Chris Middleton um, from Milwaukee, he could be voted in as a forward as opposed to a guard. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, same thing. Like guys who play a lot of guard but also play enough forward to be considered eligible for that position. Now, I think based on – and there's no real 
uh, consistent calculus about how the how the NBA judges what positions you could be eligible for on the All Star ballot. Clay Thompson is so much known as a, as a as a pure shooting guard that I wonder if they would allow him to be eligible for. I'm I'm trying to remember if he's ever been eligible as a forward. If he has, then he should be. He should still be when he comes back. And if not, you know, I'm a little skeptical that he would be. Um, yeah. So for Clay Thompson, five time All Star, hasn't made it since 2019, but I think could make it and is probably Golden State's best opportunity to have another All Star teammate. But there's another there's another few people. Abdul, was that all? Um, that you had on Clay Thompson? Well, uh, uh, John Wall also came back, and I think he's just as good as when he first left for mm. injuries. That's and a good point. He also been out two, for two years. That's and right. John Wall's game is more about athleticism when Clay's game is more about like skill, you know, like shooting. Mm-hmm. So I do. I think he's gonna be back, but I don't know about the defense. The defense is going to be the main thing to to look on right and and it's a good point with John Wall definitely and he looks every bit the athlete that he was before he left or, or thereabout and, and his his comeback has been one of the feel-good stories of the NBA if you haven't watched you know the Rockets I don't know how many Warriors fans are interested in watching the Rockets but John Wall has been a nice a nice story and it's interesting and it, it provides a good um, corollary for what it is that Clay Thompson could do but you know like you said his game is so much more about athleticism, and so is Kevin Durant coming off that Achilles injury. His his is very much about athleticism and explosive explosiveness to play at his level. I mean, Clay Tom- or Kevin Durant will always be an effective player because he's tall and he can shoot. But to play at an MVP level like he's playing now, he still needs that explosiveness, that a playmaking dynamic, and all of those things. For Clay, I look at his Achilles recovery more like Wesley Matthews uh, a couple of years ago. It took Wesley Matthews seven months to come back. And he was never an all-star caliber player, but he was always effective, and he's still been a, 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 a an effective two-way player. Um, Joshua, let me see if I can accept you here. Joshua, what do you got? Hey, what's up? Joshua, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it's just an interesting convo. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I- I think it's a good chance that the next Warriors All-Star is in middle school right now. <laughs> so that that's one of my – I got a list here of potential um, All-Stars, and I guess we'll skip over the James Wiseman conversation for now. But this Minnesota pick that they have, maybe not quite in middle school for the Warriors, but they've got this top three pick coming over from Minnesota, and if it doesn't convey this, this year – It'll convey next year as unprotected. So they have a chance to take a high pick in these next couple of years who, along with James Wiseman, could give them a player who could potentially make an all-star game in the future. Now, the question really is, do one of those players make an all-star game before Klay Thompson makes another all-star game? I think that's a real question that the Warriors need to be asking themselves. I think it's more of a chance that Klay makes it because um, I... I don't. I don't think. I don't think Clay will be deserving. Like I don't think his defense will ever be like as good as it was. I don't think you'll be able to put him on like the best, uh, the best perimeter uh, score, like you were able to when they were winning championships. Mm-hmm. But I think. I think like based on how they're looking this year, um, based on how they're looking this year, 
uh, I, I predict them to be like a top four seed. Mm-hmm. And so those teams usually have, you know, like uh, some of their guys usually kind of kind of get hy- hyped up to, you know, be all stars because right. of that, you know. And so you can get, yeah, you can you can thing. you can get a couple all stars if you're a top four seed, especially in the West, because people care about that more in the West than in the East. Let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. I've tried every protein bar that's out there, and I was never really happy with one until I found Built Bar. They taste great. They satisfy my hunger while I'm busy at work, and they work perfectly with my low carb, low sugar diet. Built Bar is great for health conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great if you're starting a keto diet this year, and right now they are having a flash sale for the Coconut Puff Bar, luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow, made with premium collagen protein blend. There's 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. It's gluten-free, it's preservative-free, and it's here for a limited time only. It's a one-day sale. Order now. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off on your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. On today's Locked On NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Mares of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast today, wherever you get podcasts. Brian, what do you think? Um, I think the next All-Star should be traded for, to be honest. I mean, yeah, he, it, this is going to sound extremely short-sighted because it is. Steph's about to turn 33. Draymond's 31, and his body's like 35. Clay's coming off two major injuries. I think you got to go trade. You got to get some more help because you only draft one Steph Curry. You only draft one Clay. You can only draft one Draymond. Wiseman, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you can find another Wiseman. You're not finding another top, about soon to be top 10 player in NBA history. So I think they should go sell the farm, trade him, get some help, and try and win as, win as many rings as possible because you're going to have all the time in the world to rebuild. When, when they're done. Yeah, I mean, if maybe the next Warriors All-Star is Bradley Beal. Maybe the next Warriors All-Star is Zach Levine. I don't know. He might make an All-Star game this year. So um, it's worth it's worth noting. And with James Wiseman, I mean, look, as promising as he is, you're still looking – you're probably looking a, a few years down the road before he's really an All-Star type of player. And if you want to win a championship, I don't, I don't mean to harp on this, these sort of, you know, these awards and these honors. It's not all about, hey – if you have three all-stars, therefore you are a championship contender. That's not necessarily how it works, but it's a worthwhile thought exercise because if you look at guys historically at James Wiseman's position, it is really tough to master that position and especially to get to the point where you're really an all-star level player. And what these all-star level players, like I said, there's 12 in each conference, right? And so you've got 24 all-stars. You've got, and I think a normal championship contending team has probably two top 30 players and you've probably got three of the top 40 players that's or three top 40 top 50 players if you have that and and decent depth you could be one of the you could be considered a legit playoff team if not a title contending team and for Wiseman historically like a guy like Rudy Gobert who so many people compared Wiseman to Wiseman's 19 years old Rudy Gobert didn't make his first all-star game until 27 and you can argue that he probably was snubbed a couple times before that but really he didn't make his first all-star game until he's yeah. 27 years old. Chris Bosh, a lot of people want to compare James Wiseman to Chris Bosh. He wasn't an all-star until he's 21. Uh, does, that, that was his third year in the NBA. So that would be, to me, best-case scenario for James Wiseman. And Bosh made it when he was averaging 22-9 and nine 
plus, you know, about three assists per game, a couple of blocks. Anthony Davis is, is he made it his second year. James Wiseman's not going to make it his second year. Anthony Davis is a blue chip prospect, a sure thing. He made it his second year, averaging 20, 10, and three blocks per game. I don't think Wiseman's going to be averaging 20 and 10 next year. But that's what it's going to take is, is to be even considered in the conversation a 20 and 10 type season. I don't know how far away Wiseman is from averaging something like that. Do y'all yeah. think, where do y'all, like, what is your overall opinion on Wiseman? Because I'm, I'm like a little lower because I feel like he's, he's going to be like kind of, kind of similar to like DeAndre Jordan at his prime. Like he he might make one or two All Star teams, but I think he'll be like just below. Like I don't think he'll be, because um, you kind of got to look at like the other bigs, like Jokic and Embiid and Towns. All those guys are gonna be like perennial All Stars, you know, at the center position. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't I don't know, you know. And then I think you know the rest will be kind of fighting for those spots, you know, at the end of the day. But, yeah. you know, I, I just, I'm just not as high on Wiseman, you know. Um, I just don't, I just don't think, uh, you know, he's going to be quite, quite at that level, you know, at the all-star level. I, I think with Wiseman, what stands out about his game is, is the potential, is the fact that he yeah. can handle the ball, is the fact that he can spread the floor from three-point range. And that kind of stuff tends to lend itself to the box score type statistics that could get you into an all-star game. Now, it's veering away from the all-star conversation. I'm, I've, I've kind of infamously gotten a reputation for being really low on James Wiseman during the draft process, and that's because I was. I wasn't impressed with what I saw in Memphis. And, and But what I've seen so far in the NBA, and by the way, only played three games at Memphis, and he, played, he developed a lot in his you know extended offseason uh, working out in Miami, but uh, what I've seen so far in the NBA, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm higher on James Wiseman now than I was prior to the draft after those, those three games at Memphis. My biggest question with him is his ball skills. Can he actually be a playmaker? Can he look to get others involved? That to me is going to determine whether or not he can contribute to winning basketball, right? Because guys like Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside even have put up all-star caliber numbers. But don't make those all-star games, even though Andre Drummond made two all-star games. But you could still do that in when you're putting up those types of numbers, but none of those guys have ever contributed to real winning basketball. And that, to me, would be you know, the biggest concern I would have if I'm the Warriors is, can he come in and master what it is that he needs to master on the defensive end? Because he's obviously you know, in the steepest part of his learning curve, going through a lot of growing pains on that end right now, and you know, that's to be expected. And, and on offense, can he actually drive and kick can he actually put those ball skills it's cool when he does the transition stuff right where he has like those euro steps and the Giannis type of plays and stuff like that's great but it doesn't mean anything if um if he can't get others if he can't get others involved uh charles what say you no charles is gone um so i think um yeah go ahead go ahead um yeah, I actually think. Uh, well, I just kind of looking because I I was like kind of in tune with the draft this year because of you know because of COVID I kind of just had more free time and so I put more into the draft and I actually think like his um, 
his defense is is probably like where he has the most potential. Even mm-hmm. though he's, I don't think he's gonna be like a guy you can just switch everything on. You know, like a a switch. You know, who can switch on anybody. He's not that guy, but you know, he can be like a Rudy Gobert, um, protecting the paint. You know, and you know, affecting shots. Right. Uh, but I, I think like the all the other stuff is kind of like the icing on top with him, like with the with the ball skills and everything. But um, yeah, I, I just don't I just don't know if he can ever be like the type of scorer where you know that's really like gonna be very valuable to a team, you know, to like a legit playoff team. Right. Um, I'm. I'm actually think I think I'm higher on his offensive upside within the context of Steve Kerr's offense because if he could space the floor the way that he has, that that's going to provide so many more openings for guys like Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins this year defensively. Yeah, his potential, I guess, is the highest of upsides that he has would be would be Rudy Gobert, right? But that's that's such a high upside. What you're seeing Rudy Gobert do now for Utah. Is is of a Marcus Saul type of level, like defensive player of your level, and it's just it's a transcendent type of basketball IQ. And it's not to say that James Wiseman isn't smart. In all my interactions with him so far, he's I've been really impressed. But it's just it, it's a whole another thing to have that sort of basketball feel, and you don't know if a player has it until really you see it. I'm gonna leave it there for now. Make sure to check out the bonus episode of this conversation that continues on the locker room app. Dieter Kurtenbach, my colleague at the Mercury News. Uh, joins me and we discuss what the Warriors should do as far as trying to land their next all-star, possibly in a trade. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. Remember, we are doing a five-star review mailbag next week. If you want to ask a question for that mailbag, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and leave your question in that review. We'll get to as many of them as we can. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, and I'll see you here next week and make sure you check out that bonus episode.